Two teenagers are charged in a shooting in downtown Savannah, and the mayor is hoping to shine a light on crime. A major housing development is on the way to Richmond Hill, and a long-time project for island traffic takes another step towards completion. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and Lowcountry. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. Two teenagers have been charged in connection to a shooting near City Market that left two other teenagers injured on the night of Saturday, July 2nd. Savannah police say a 15-year-old and a 16-year-old were involved in an argument before the shooting. The 16-year-old was charged with aggravated assault and possession of a firearm by a juvenile. The 15-year-old was charged with possession of a firearm by a juvenile. It was the second shooting in the City Market Ellis Square area in less than two weeks. Earlier in the weekend, the city of Savannah rolled out floodlights to the area in the hopes of decreasing violence. It's a place Savannah Mayor Van Johnson has noted as being too dark. Despite the shootings, the mayor says those lights will remain, and he hopes to see more lights put up across the city. WTOC's Sean Evans has the story. Now, despite those floodlights being rolled out here at Ellis Square, there was still that shooting uh, just across the square from where I am right now over the weekend that you were talking about. Now, the mayor still says they'll remain in place to cast a brighter light on the square until more permanent lighting upgrades are put in place. And the mayor says this isn't the only area that the city is focusing on when it comes to lighting upgrades to help deter crime. He says the city is partnering with Georgia Power to do what he's calling a lighting audit across Savannah. I've learned that process is still in its early stages, but it will mimic what the city of Atlanta did with Georgia Power with their Light Up the Night initiative, which prioritized lighting needs based on things like crime data, traffic crashes, and existing lighting coverage. Um, although we were able to quickly uh, create a temporary solution for Ellis uh, Square while we work towards something more permanent, I want our residents to know that this is really a part of a citywide approach um, of dealing with issues of lighting. And this isn't the first time the city's employed these floodlights to deter crime. The mayor actually pushed for and got one of these temporarily put in the Kyler Brownville neighborhood when he was the alderman for that district about seven years ago. He says while that light was up, there was no crime reported in the area. Mayor Johnson says the city is still looking at how long those floodlights will be used in city market and on what days. The years-long project to replace the Sam Varnado drawbridge has reached another milestone. The Georgia Department of Transportation scheduled the newly constructed Islands Expressway Bridge to open to traffic on Friday, July 8th. The westbound bridge will be a one-lane expressway for traveling both ways for now until the eastbound bridge is ready in 2024. GDOT says soil stability issues led to some construction delays of the westbound bridge, but the structure is safe now. Here's GDOT spokesperson Jill Nagel. We hit a hiccup. We had to change some design on the bridge, but that is going to be a bridge that will last for years and years and years to come. For more on the traffic patterns and construction updates, check out this story at WTOC.com. You'll find the link in the description of this podcast episode. Construction is well underway on a 5,000-acre, 10,000-home development on the south side of Richmond Hill. That development is being built on the Great Ogeechee Parkway near Belfast Keller Road in the area of Richmond Hill Middle School and Interstate 95. WTOC's Flynn Snyder has more on that project's timeline. Well, even though this project has a 25-year timeline, some of the first homes have already been bought and sold. And now officials tell me that this development's first residents could move in by the end of this month. 
It's a massive new development that's been years in the making. It was over eight years. And now the first homes have been sold in Hartwood at Richmond Hill, a new community slotted to have 10,000 homes in 25 years time. It's a project that could significantly increase Richmond Hills population, but that growth won't come overnight. What I don't want people to walk away from is that there's going to be 10,000 homes here tomorrow. This market is typically about 250 to 500 homes a year, and we expect that to continue. It's part of a larger project from timber company Rainier, which has partnered with Richmond Hill and Bryan County to open a nearby Commerce Park and build the Belfast Keller Interchange on Interstate 95, a move that made Hartwood's location ideal, say developers. With Belfast Commerce Park, we're creating jobs. With the new interchange, we're creating a venue uh, for more commercial retail. Um, and so the housing is just one component of it. And despite some concerns over growth for other projects, city officials say they've spent eight years planning and building infrastructure at Hartwood before the first for sale signs went up. I don't think that Richmond Hill or any community can survive without growth. You know, this is not a overnight thing. We've put in uh, a water main loop, so the water is out here now. We also have the sewer. We also have a, um, a main lift station. Developers say they've also donated land to expand existing roadways and build schools, while city officials say talks are also underway to open a new police substation in the area, a needed addition, say officials, as the city grows. So we have a lot of, a lot of traffic. A lot of people see Richmond Hill. We now have three exits. So all in all, um, it's just going to make this community continue to grow. Well, so far, 114 single-family homes have been given the green light, with 185 more waiting for final approval. And that's just a drop in the bucket of the total number of homes expected to be built here by the time this project is completed. A gas station owner in Hinesville made it his July 4th mission to help drivers save at the pump, and plenty of folks took him up on his offer. Shay Schrader explains. People have been lined up around the block for hours here at the A to Z Food Mart in Hinesville, Georgia, all just for a chance at filling up their gas tank. According to AAA, this Independence Day, the average price for a gallon of gas in the state of Georgia is $4.31. But here at the A to Z Food Mart, they're selling it for $2 a gallon, which is less than half the state average. Everyone's wallet's taking a hit right now in 2022, so at least we could do as a locally and independently owned convenience stores give back to the community. With gas prices being so much higher than what the public is used to, it's a gesture that's been more than appreciated, though Patel's longtime customers are not surprised. It don't surprise me at all because they always do something for the community. They always give it back. And this is an area where it really matters. Those in line for the gas say higher prices have put a strain on their wallets. So waiting for hours to fill up for cheap is no problem. $4, you can't beat that, especially now gas is almost close to $5 around here, so it's good. My daughter told me all about it, so I was like, okay, I'm going to get in this line, um, and I drive um, about an hour and a half a day, so the gas is worth it. This sale on gas lasted for just three hours, but Patel estimates in that time he could have lost up to $12,000. However, he says that it is worth it to him and that seeing the smiles on his customers' face is what today was all about. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports updates every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.